1: Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every day. Joining me as he does every Monday for a little Money Monday action, uh, Lindsey Crosby. How are you?
0: I am doing well. It was a good weekend um, for Auburn Tigers in the
1: NFL and. Just in Auburn all around. Yeah, surprisingly a lot happened this weekend. We'll jump into it. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with the Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. So a ton of folks announcing that they will be coming back. Several defenders, also uh, John Samuel Shanker, the tight end. We'll talk about that room in a moment. And then Auburn landed Their first uh, commit of the twenty twenty three class that uh, that news is huge for multiple reasons. We'll chat about all that coming up. But first things first, Lindsay. Let's talk about how pretty much um, the whole defensive front appears to be coming back, which is huge news for the Tigers. Sounds like Tony Fair may be the only guy that does not return, but we got official word via Instagram and tweets uh, from the players themselves over the course of the weekend. Marquise Burks, the defensive lineman, he will now be using his super senior season in 2022 which is exciting. Colby Wooden will use his uh, I guess he will be a junior this upcoming season. Uh Derek Hall will be a senior. And of course, Owen Papo. Um I I guess as more time went on, there would be um there was less of a question about Owen coming back. So I think that's that's huge. And, and to me, this is big for many reasons, Lindsay, but I think it's clear that these defensive leaders see what Brian Harson and Derek Mason are building at Auburn and they're, they want to be a part of it a little bit longer. I think that's huge.
0: Yeah. And we saw this defense not gel immediately, mm-hmm. but get better throughout the year. So as they spent more time with Derek Mason, with Brian Harsin uh, with the culture they were building and the, what they were trying to instill in the program, we saw these guys get better and better. And the fact that the only guy not coming back from the defensive front is the one who literally could not come back in 37-year-old Tony Fair. Right. Um, you know, he who's played in college for 12 years. Right. Uh, it's 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 good to see everybody else come back simply because, I mean, it gives you an extra year to focus on trying to recruit some of these guys.
1: Yes. Yes. So, several reasons. Obviously, them being back, and obviously, you hope they take another step forward. I think these defensive linemen want to play for Nick Eason for another season. I um, mean, he has experience coaching up defensive linemen in the league for the better part of a decade. I think they want to kind of get that jump start one more time. And I'm a little, I'm a little surprised with Derek Hall and Kobe Wooden just because the analytics really like Kobe Wooden, and I think Derek Hall was kind of, um, he really came on strong in the latter part of this season. I think the NFL mm-hmm. would have taken both of these guys. I think there would have been early day three picks. Colby wouldn't maybe could have snuck into you know, maybe late in the third round or something like that, a day two pick. But this is, this is a huge get for Auburn, getting both of these guys to come back. And Marquise Burks is a solid player. I mean, is he going to be somebody that lights the world on fire? No, he, he's not. But as far as his ability to add depth... And obviously in the SEC, you're going to need that over the course of the season. Marquise Burks is a solid piece for this defensive front. And so I think that is, that is huge. Culturally, I think it says a ton, Lindsay, with Brian Harson and Derek Mason, what they're building. These guys don't want to leave quite yet, even though, I guess, really three out of the four of them probably could. If you want to say Owen, um, I think Owen would have gotten drafted. So this is great, yeah. Lindsay. I think this is a good, good move for many different reasons. Yeah. And,
0: and kind of get it into the, the roster management aspects yes. of it. We saw a lot of conversation about, okay, so Auburn's you know, like Auburn loses all three linebackers after this year. So now you got to have two guys who have to step up and take starting jobs and really run that linebacker room. And Owen Papo coming back is now huge because you only have to find one guy. And so it, it just gives you a bigger margin of error for everything you're trying to do because you know, you only have to fill that one spot, that one right. starting spot. Now, granted, you're going to be rotating guys through. You're going to be getting some death guys experience, and you're going to need that. You would think Owen Papo would be leaving after this upcoming season. Right. But it just, it makes these decisions a little bit easier. Uh, it gives you a little more margin of error to kind of tinker around and figure out where guys work best and put them in positions where they're best suited to succeed versus this is what we have to do to field a roster on the field. So,
1: it, it, right. And it allows you to go and get dudes that you may like their traits, but the experience isn't quite there yet. Maybe they're in a smaller conference, but you like what they're able to do physically. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of wonder okay, do they have the reps at football moving at a quicker pace? Um, now you don't have to get those guys and they start day one. Maybe you kind of work them in and maybe they're ready to go by the end of the season um, and provide solid depth there. So, I love that. And obviously now with the defensive line, you really don't need to do much of that at all. I mean, it is a full room in 2022. And I know Mm -hmm. Auburn's only transfer that they've received so far was Jason Jones, the former Oregon Ducks defensive lineman. But you're bringing him in, I think, to serve one very specific role. And like Auburn just doesn't have many 300-plus pound guys on the defensive line. And so I think that is kind of the thought process there. He's going to be that specific shade nose or head, head up zero technique on the center. And they don't really have any of those. And then like Jeremiah Wright could be that, but there's talk that he may be moving back to offensive line. So while I say, you know, they don't necessarily need to go out and get defensive linemen and they technically already have, but it was for a very specific role. Now I think everything's covered up front.
0: Yeah, and and something I like, to, I think Derek Hall coming back is huge because right now on the roster, we have, you know, counting him, we have four edge guys, four guys that are considered full-time edge players. And obviously, you can move guys out there if you need to, but this gives us time, one, to develop that two-man rotation on each side, and then two, to go out and recruit a little bit more. I know there's conversation, one of the linebackers we took, the local kid, from Auburn, he may end up sticking as an edge guy, mm-hmm. but it kind of gives you some time to go out and do a little more recruiting on that line. And again, just the same thing. It gives you a little margin of error and it gives you an extra year to figure out the the future of that position. So yeah. Yeah. big, big return for him too.
1: And, and the local guy that you mentioned is his Powell Gordon uh, from, from oh, Auburn Gordon. high school there. And we'll, we'll talk about him later in just a second. But yeah, you mentioned the four edge players. So now you have Derek Hall Ecu Echoliotta, which you have to be excited about that tandem on third and long situations mm-hmm. with the ability to still have Colby Wooden on the inside. There's going to be so much of a push there. Um, and then Romello height is a guy that I have loved since he has flipped um, on signing day several years ago. And so he will be a junior this upcoming season. And then Dylan Brooks, a guy that was a hot shot, you know, was committed to Tennessee. That was kind of Brian Harson's first heist in conference as far as uh, going out and getting some guys. And so that was that was a big one. And he's stupid athletic. It's just he was kind of buried. And so I think he's going to have an opportunity to contribute as a, I guess he'll be a redshirt freshman in 2022. So a mm-hmm. lot to like um, there. All right. The, the biggest bit of news, some may say it was Owen Papo. I think it's John Samuel Shanker officially coming back. We'll talk about the tight end room in just a moment. Right here. On Locked On Auburn today's show brought to you by Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, mine sure is. Uh, I'm including Built Bar in my plan, and I think you should too. Built Bar is the protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. It is delicious, but the the macro breakdown. It's very high in protein, very low in calories, very low in sugar. And look, these things are easy to eat. It's not your typical protein bar that's like super chalky or super crunchy or you got to chew it for 30 minutes just to get it down. It tastes like a candy bar, folks, and it's um, it's delicious. And they've got a ton of different flavors for whatever you're into. So go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That is at Built.com. Also, today's show brought to you by our local friends here, Fetch Me Home Delivery, these people are Auburn University people, Auburn University grads. They love Auburn. They believe in it. A lot of the folks that work for them are Auburn University students. And so whenever you get, uh, whenever you trust Fetch Me to deliver whatever it may be to your home, whether it's food or or coffee or groceries, whatever it may be, um, it's local people. And if forever, for whatever reason, if there's an issue... You will call somebody, and it'll be somebody just a few miles down the road from you. So I love that. I absolutely love the service that Fetch Me offers. You go to fetchmedelivery.com or search Fetch Me in your phone's app store. It's super easy to use, super quick, super affordable, and reasonable. So I encourage you to check it out. And next time you place an order, use promo code Local Meal. It'll uh, take some of that total off just a little bit, and it lets you know, or it lets them know that. uh that you guys are listening and local and want to help local businesses. So that is FetchMeDelivery.com. Lindsay, John Samuel Shanker coming back is huge for the Auburn Tigers. He will be using his super senior season. And I want to go through the tight end room because I really, really like this position group for the Auburn Tigers going into 2022. I would have been a little eh on it and possibly saying, hey, maybe you need to go get somebody else um, if John Samuel Shanker wasn't coming back and you and I've talked about this. The, the feeling was he was coming back, but he made it official yeah. um, on, on social media over the weekend. But obviously we'll start with John Samuel Shanker record breaking tight end. Um, he can, he can do anything. He can line up attached to the line of scrimmage. He can line up at the slot. They tried to run a, like a tight end sweep with him. I don't know if I necessarily want to see that, but extremely versatile. And that just kind of shows how Brian Harston views him as a weapon offensively. And I love him lining up in the backfield. He did a fine job as a fullback as Auburn kind of put him in the backfield at times this season. So John Samuel Shanker is a dude that can do it all. And I'm pretty sure he's done with baseball, so you don't have to worry about the competition and the split of him playing baseball in the spring. Uh, He's actually going to go through spring practice, I believe, um, which which is good for John Samuel Shanker, the football player.
0: As the resident baseball guy, I can confirm John Samuel Schenker uh, is, is finished with baseball. Okay, he is good. currently no, no longer on the roster. Uh, but versatile, I mean, you, you, the guy who played two sports at an SEC level, I mean, he's the definition of versatile, can do everything. Um, and we predicted it last week on the show, but I genuinely think if he gets a full season, uh, unless one of these other guys we're going to talk about steps up in a big way, I think John Samuel Schenker can challenge his own records for catches in a season, yardage yeah. in a season. And he could probably even set the touchdown record as well. So uh, huge that he comes back. And again, same thing as the defensive guys. It just it gives you a little bit of of extra time to figure out everybody else's roles and the best thing for them to do. So right. So I mean, whether it's like uh, as you go through the room, I mean, I guess the next guy would be Luke Deal. Sure. Um. You know, he he's a very versatile guy. He's he's going to be a junior. Um. You know, he he can line up in line and block. He can run routes while he's attached. We've seen him in the backfield quite a bit. So so the staff trusts him, and, and he's a useful piece, but he doesn't have to step up now and be the guy because right. John Samuel Schenker is back.
1: Yeah, and I think Luke Deal and Tyler Fromm are in similar situations. They're both going to be going into their junior season. You saw them get a lot more reps in several different ways throughout the 2021 season. I think the staff trusts both of these guys. But I really only want I want them close to the line of scrimmage. I don't want them slotted mm-hmm. out, and I don't want them really running anything like they were a wide receiver. I think there's other guys in this room. I think that's what makes John Samuel Shanker a, you know, a notch a better above, you know, Luke Deal and, and Tyler Fromm. But still solid, reliable guys. And like you said, I think maybe you can kind of run multiple tight end sets now with, with kind of some versatility that you see there. Uh, The other junior tight end going into 2022 that I think is interesting, uh, Brandon Frazier. Leslie, do you remember how hyped up Brandon Frazier was going into, I guess, last spring? A year ago, we were obsessed with the idea of seeing Brandon Frazier being incorporated into this offense. Obviously, freakishly tall. I think he moves decently well. But I think the way the roster is stacking up, I would not be shocked if Brandon Fraser transferred, unless Harson and this staff go to him and say, "Hey, this is how we want to use you," because I think he's a slot player, and that's about it. I don't think you're going to trust him, atta- you know, trust him uh, in line when he's attached to the offensive line. I don't think you're going to trust him in the backfield blocking as a lead blocker. I think this is a this guy is a pass catcher, you know, maybe in the flats and nothing more. He doesn't have that elite speed that you need. He's just got length. And yeah. when we were about to go through the other two tight ends in this room going into 2022 and it's like, I think they may be better and they offer more than what Brandon Frazier does currently.
0: Yeah. I mean, 6'7", 265. He has the build of somebody that you think would be a really good blocker. And there were actually some rumors at bull practice that uh, he was seen kind of with the offensive lineman had put on a bit of weight, but he, yeah, he's a pass catcher and he reminds me of JJ Pegues. He's, like athletically, he's what you think of for it, like as that offensive, you know, blocking-minded tight end. Okay. But in reality, he's not really that. Mm. You know, he he doesn't necessarily have the blocking chops, and so he may transfer. I do think there's a role they could carve out for him, but I do think it's going to be a lot of work to to make that happen, and it's going to end up you're going to end up telegraphing a bit what you do. So. He's a guy, out of the ones we've listed so far, I see him probably being hurt the most by John Samuel Schenker coming back. Yeah. Simply because Schenker can do everything he can do, but better. Uh, And I just don't really see his path to playing time now with Schenker back as well as the other guys. Well,
1: and the emergence of the next guy, Landon King, going to be a sophomore in 2022. Athletic, he may have the best hands in the room based on the, you know, the limited sample size that we've seen, but his catch from TJ Finley in the iron bowl and crunch time was very, very exciting. I think he runs well. And look, we, we talk all the time, your biggest jump athletically. And as far as grasping the game of college football comes between that freshman and sophomore season. So this off season yeah. is going to be really, really big for a guy like Landon King. They're going to build his body out a little bit more as far as what they want him to do. And they may want to keep him leaner, you know, because I think he's going to be, a really solid, you know, it's like a bigger receiver. We've talked about the, uh, that a lot in the Locked on Auburn Discord. But also, I trust him from an athletic standpoint and a leverage standpoint if you need him to block in certain situations. So, you know, you, you talk about Frazier possibly having a role, but if you put him out there... I would rather that target go to like eight other players before Frazier. You know what I mean? And John Samuel yeah. Shanker and Landon King are both on that list of guys where it's like, I don't want to take a target away from either of those guys for it to go to Brandon Frazier. You know what I mean? You mentioned that Landon King might have the best hands in the room. I think he probably
0: is the fastest in the room as well. If we're going to keep that tight end jet sweep, I think the only person on the roster right now, only tight end I want to run that, is Landon King. Because we don't like have to said, keep
1: that though. We do not need to keep that. We don't have that. to keep it. But if we do, <laughs> give be Landon King. Yes. He so just, so he New like, England ran that, uh, ran a, a sweep to uh, Jonu Smith. And I thought about that play. It's like, okay, Jonu Smith for the Patriots makes a lot more sense doing that than um, than John Samuel Shanker. I love John Samuel Shanker, but not not like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Um, Give me Landon King doing that. I do like him like you said split out a lot you know more in the in that big slot that Gus used to love doing and and letting him go downfield let him make catches we saw in the iron bowl obviously he knows as a freshman already how to use that height to to go up and get balls we thought Brandon Frazier was going to be a red zone threat all season I think Landon King can be that red zone threat next year Mm -hmm. uh, simply because of again the speed the hands the leverage and let's hope that he makes that leap over um spring practice. And I do think a guy like John Samuel Schenker coming back is big for someone like Landon King, because you have that veteran who's done it at this level to learn from the fact that Schenker's is going to be in spring practice all, all semester. And mm-hmm. you can just attach yourself to his hip and learn from Auburn's career, you know, season single season right. tight end receiving record guy is big for Landon King.
1: Uh, the last guy in the tight end room, then we'll move on. I just, I think this is a big for all these guys, and I really, really like this position group now. Mike Riley Ducker will be a freshman this upcoming season. He's probably a non-factor in 2022 unless Harson just really wants to put in the young guys that he recruited. But I think Harson likes everyone in this room, with the exception of maybe Brandon Frazier. and he may like he may like Brandon Frazier fine. I don't know, but um, I think Mike Riley Ducker is very athletic. I think he moves pretty well. He may be similar to Landon King. I mean, a lot of his high school tape is him doing things, either he's just destroying people blocking or it's stuff away from the line of scrimmage. And so, to me, and once again, by the time we see him, he's going to be in this system for a year, I think. And so, his game and style may totally change and his body may totally change. But I think he's going to be a guy similar to Landon King in regards to, okay, in a few seasons, we're going to be like, let's put this guy at slot and see what can happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, he is, he he feels right now that that's, that's the best comp you're going to get for him. And while you have John Samuel Schenker, I don't necessarily know that you'll need Michael Riley's Ducker, right. Milo Riley Ducker's, MRD's receiving There you go. skills. Uh, once Schenker moves on and you kind of have guys that are one or the other, I think you'll have a more defined role for MRD uh, and what he does. But, yeah, come out, spend a year in the program, get, you know, get bigger, get stronger, get faster. Uh, he'll probably get a get to come in one or two games in garbage time because you can do four games now and still keep a red shirt. And then he'll be ready to go for 2023.
1: Harson didn't seem too into that, though, this year. Like, playing guys for two or three games. Like, he, he didn't seem too into that. So... I don't know. That could be that could vary from coaching staff to coaching staff. I don't know. But yeah, those are your tight ends. That's your tight end room for 2022. And so I think I think you should feel pretty good about it. Because I certainly do. I certainly do. All right, coming up, we talk about Auburn Landing, its first member of the 2023 class. And also we have a huge announcement that Lindsey Crosby will be making in just a moment. First, I want to tell you about our friends at Get Upside. So folks using GetUpside, they're making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. They just download it. It's a free app, GetUpside. Just type it in your phone's app store and use the promo code SCORE, S-C-O-R-E, and you can get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. So that's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay the full price at the gas pump anymore. That makes no sense. You can get cash back using GetUpSide. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE to get up to 50, uh, 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a ton, they're making up to two or $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash gets uh, added right back to your account, and then you can cash out anytime you want, uh, PayPal, or you can get an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE. That is GetUpside.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kabotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's kabotaorangedays.com.
1: All right, Lindsay, final few minutes here and then we'll uh, we'll get to your big announcement, but Auburn landed the first member of his 2023 signing class. Um so he's a local kid. I I, I hate talking about guys this early. I, it's just not something that I enjoy doing, but we're gonna do it because it's it's big for many reasons. He's a local kid, an offensive lineman. There's an there's a lot to like about this. Braden Joyner, he's a four-star locally from Auburn High School, six one, three hundred and thirty pounds, which screams interior offensive lineman, either offensive guard or center. He Played some defensive lineman as a sophomore for Auburn High School, which I think says something because their their defensive front is pretty stout. So, but it's big for many reasons, Lindsay. The first is he's literally huge. Like he is a ginormous human being. So that's, that's one of the reasons why it's big. But you think back to Harson's first press conference. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, a little over a year ago. And one of his goals was he said he wanted to come in and recruit Auburn's backyard. Because I think Auburn folks were fed up with the fact that it's like, oh Auburn High School's got a good kid or Central's got a good kid, or Opelika's got a talented player, and then all of a sudden, you know, they go to Alabama. So, he has hit the ground running with that. Easton Harris, the offensive lineman, and then Powell Gordon, which we mentioned earlier in the show, the linebacker. And then into 2023, you got Braden Joyner. They had Bobo, but obviously you're not going to keep a kid after you fire his dad. So, that would one, that one make sense. Then obviously, Lindsay, the other reason is Auburn needs offensive linemen. You need as many as possible. It's a numbers game, especially this early on in the coaching tenure. Get as many offensive linemen in any class whatsoever. Don't worry about anything else. Just get as many as you can. And over the course of three or four seasons, you're going to have a nice group uh, that you can pick from. And then all of a sudden, you kind of start building a culture within the offensive front. So huge get, in my opinion. It's just so far away.
0: Yeah, we had somebody in the in the Locked On Auburn Discord over the weekend was talking about, you know, uh, Brian Harson not prioritizing the offensive line because we only signed one guy, you know, and how is that different from from Gus not prioritizing the offensive line? And I kind of explained uh, that these, like, offensive linemen take time because everybody is trying to get as many offensive linemen as possible. Yes. I mean, you spelled out the name of the game, get as many as you possibly can, develop them. Your hit rate is lowest on offensive linemen. And so, so many of these guys... It's almost – it's it's not quite as early as quarterbacks, but it's close to it where quarterbacks commit their junior year and offensive linemen commit usually right after their junior year, leading into their senior year because every, they have so many offers and everybody wants right. them. So it's huge for Auburn to get this kid. And then obviously we need to continue this. We need to bring in – I expect Auburn to bring in a couple guys through the portal as well um, because we have to Hope rebuild so. that room. We have to rebuild the numbers. And then like you said, you know – This is his first true recruiting class, or he's had time to develop. First guy as an offensive lineman. Feels to me like you can say he's prioritizing the offensive line in this class. He's prioritizing local guys in this class. Both things we need. Um, I mean, Rashawn Evans, like we've seen the guys come out of Auburn High School and go to Alabama. Like you said, I think those days are over. I think those those guys, those players that are good enough will be staying home and playing for the Auburn Tigers.
1: right. So obviously a huge get, Um, Brandon Joyner, welcome. And uh, yeah, we will see what happens. Seems like a charismatic kid. Um, I was kind of clicking around his Instagram page because that's where he went live to announce it. He didn't have any posts, but he had links to like his TikTok and stuff. So seems like a fun dude. He he doesn't take himself too seriously. He does the dances and the laughing and things like that. Looks like a, you know, a normal high school kid. So I think that's fun. Um, So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We will see what happens for sure. Uh, Lindsay, you got a big announcement for everybody.
0: I do. Uh, I am the new host of the Locked On show, Locked On MLB Prospects. Yes. Uh, Your home for all things minor league baseball. Uh, That show is going to be launching early next week. But I will be on the Locked On Podcast Network five days a week, obviously talking about professional baseball, talking about the minor leagues, talking with the different MLB show hosts, talking about the minor league systems attached to their teams. And then I also plan to talk to the college Channels and talk about the guys on their baseball teams that scouts are lo- looking at as we go through the spring semester and as we approach the MLB draft. So five days a week, locked on MLB prospects starting next week.
1: Yeah, and Check obviously uh, for uh, last season, then you kind of did a little bit the year before that. Uh, we did it in a more official role where our final final few minutes of every Monday show where you joined us last week. You recapped. Um, the Auburn baseball weekend for us. So obviously you know your stuff and you kind of informed us what stood out and, and all that. So now welcome to the Locked On family. It's going uh, mm-hmm. to be a lot of fun. I think you'll be blown away by, you know, how cool it is doing a show every day and, and all that stuff. So no, you're, you're going to do a great job, man. So uh, yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, you see Lindsay's Twitter is now different. He is now at Crosby Baseball. So if you're not following him, go ahead and do that so you can kind of see all of the the latest news about his new show. But yeah, you're thinking late this week, early next week for the for the first one?
0: Late this week, early next week. My goal is Friday. I've got a really cool idea about all the different farm systems I want to run through. So the goal is to start on Friday with a farm Friday. Oh, I not, like that. Not, not, not getting rid of the banking stuff. Still going to have some Money Monday segments where we're talking the financial stuff. But really excited to talk baseball and kind of do it for a living.
1: And the show already exists. So go just search... Locked on MLB prospects, go ahead and subscribe to it, whether you on iTunes or, or Spotify. And I assume a YouTube show is soon. I'm over the college channel, so I don't know how the MLB stuff works, but I assume it's similar. I assume it's similar. It's, so. Yeah, it's similar. Sure, sure. So, um, well, cool, man. Now, congrats on that. And, yeah, be sure to follow uh, Lindsay. But I'll ask you this question again because that's how I wrap up every show. How can people find you, support you, and all that good stuff?
0: I am on Twitter at Crosby Baseball, and you can listen to me starting next week on Lockdown MLB Prospects right on the Lockdown
1: Podcast Network. I love that. I love hearing that. Follow me on Twitter at show on Twitter at Lockdown Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with a Charlie Tuesday, and Seth Jasper should join us as well. Right here on On Auburn.